Welcome everybody to KickServeRadio.com Tennis on Air with Andy Zoden. Today's guest was most famous for wearing a white bodysuit at Wimbledon in 1985. She was a top 20 singles player in the world, a top 10 doubles player in the world. But today we're going to talk about a pet project of which she is one of the producers, Love Means Zero. Uh, we'll be airing on Showtime later this month in June. Uh, my guest is Ann White. Ann, I know you're extremely excited to see this project that you've been involved with finally coming to fruition. Yeah, Andy, that's right. Nearly four years of working on this, which in the movie biz apparently isn't, isn't too long, but um, uh, just an incredible journey on uh, getting reconnected with, with Nick and um, pulling together this documentary about him um, with some good friends of mine, and um, Showtime got behind us, and uh, we're super excited to uh, premiere on June 23rd. We've been on the film festival circuit playing all over the world, and Rome and Amsterdam and Copenhagen and all across the country and actually won a couple of awards for um, best documentary in um, Cleveland, Ohio and uh, Annapolis, Maryland. So very, very happy about that. And when we look back on the sport of tennis, particularly in our lifetimes, we can point uh, to some trailblazers. Arthur Ashe comes to mind, as does Billie Jean King. But Nick Boletari was no less of a trailblazer for the sport of tennis. But from a coaching standpoint, he really, in many ways, changed the way American tennis players and international tennis players, for that matter, would be trained. And it has spawned forth the world of the Junior Tennis Academy. Talk about those early days. You were there. You were a part of it. Ann White was was a big name at Boletari's when it first started. Well, yeah, I mean, I, um, you know, I grew up in West Virginia and, um, Nick saw me play when I was 14 in the, um, National 16s and, um, I didn't have a coach in the winter. I just played three hours a week indoors with my dad's friends. And he took my parents aside and said, I'm going to start this little tennis academy in, uh, on Longbow Key in, uh, Sarasota and, um, you know, would love to have Ann come down. And, um, so we went down and went, checked out the colony and, um, the beaches there are incredible, and I was like, wow, this this looks like a great spot for me. So um, I've just kind of come back around full circle with um, all my friends down in Florida. We shot a lot of the movie down in Florida. You know, Nick Nick changed the, the tennis coaching by starting the whole academy philosophy and, and gathering, you know, talented players together and having them, you know, compete against each other and, and really pushing each other to be um, better and better and better. And then um, now, obviously, with the new academy, there's, you know, uh, 11 sports there. So he really changed a lot of sports, not just not just tennis. He admits in, a, in one of the trailers that I saw and that he really didn't know anything about, you know, pronation and and rotating your hips and some of the things that tennis coaches, you know, sort of hang their hats on from the standpoint of being able to impart technical expertise uh, onto their students. And Nick really doesn't claim to be a connoisseur of, of, of technical coaching, but he taught players how to win. You experienced that firsthand. What was it that Nick had that he was able to impart on the Andre Agassiz and Jim Couriers and then later on Boris Becker, Maria Sharapova, the list goes on. There were so many great champions. I think he said 180 Grand Slam titles were won from players out of the Boletari Academy. What did the guy have that was so special? You know, I think he had a unique ability to communicate with kids 
and um, or has and still has that ability because he's still going a million miles an hour at 86. But um, I think he's got passion, and he's literally like um, lightning in a bottle, and he pushed you to be better than you even thought you could be. So um, he really got the maximum um, out of his students in, in training. And then he, he almost gave you um, a belief that you could do it. And um, there was never really any doubt. And if Nick was behind you, you know, it was like, wow, you know, I, I can do this. I, you know, and, and so much of it on the court is, is confidence because, you know, we all know that if you see your opponent get frustrated or um, get down, then you have an edge. And um, you never saw Nick down. I mean, he had that sort of military um, discipline as well. So he was always, you know, giving 100% himself and, and on the court, you know, early in the morning to late at night, always there for the kids and always you know, always pushing us. And, um, you know, I think the passion and the drive that he has is, you know, far outweighs the technical stuff because, you know, you, the technical stuff, in my opinion, can be overanalyzed and can be sometimes to your detriment. And I think you really need to go on, on feel and, and, and what is right for each person and each player because, I mean, let's face it, you wouldn't teach anybody to play like Nadal. I mean, that's unique. His, his game is very unique to him. Um, you know, Federer's game is unique uh, in a whole different sort of way. But, you know, everybody needs to have their own style. And, and Nick, um, you know, was, was, was good about that. My guest today on KickServeRadio.com is Ann White, a former top 20 singles player in the world, top 10 doubles player in the world, and now one of the executive producers of Love Means Zero, which is the story of Nick Volatari, one of the most controversial, not just tennis coaches uh, in American history, but, but coaches in general. But it seems that prices were paid for the success. There were a lot of relationships in Nick's life that came and went, a number of wives, uh, a, a, a storied, chronicled breakup with Andre Agassi that I think uh, certainly left some scar tissue with both of those guys. Do you get the sense from Nick in this film that there is any regret on his part, or do you feel like if he could do it all over again, it would be the exact same way? Well, I I, I think Nick gave so much to his kids and the, the, the players and, you know, I mean, uh, you know, he, he gave most of us scholarships, all the top players, myself included. And, you know, and I'm grateful for that. I mean, I, I never would have had a pro career if it hadn't been for Nick. And I think to compare him to, to, to someone like a Steve Jobs, I mean, he, he had incredible success as well, and, and he paid a price, you know, with his family, I think, and he worked was such a workaholic. So I think in order to achieve such greatness in anything that you do, you know, the, 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 there's a price you pay for, for certain things. And I think, you know, people do get hurt, and, um, you know, it's very competitive, and it's it's tough out there. And um, But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, Nick did so much for so many players, and um, you know, helped Arthur Ashe with the Arthur Ashe Foundation years ago. And at the end of the day, that's why we're all here is to help each other, you know, to, to become better uh, people and better better tennis players. You know, we, we talk a lot about what's going on in the world today, and it seems like it's just very different from the world you and I grew up in. And, and it seems like there's a lot more uh, fear. We have school shootings. We just have a lot of, of, of fear and violence and uncertainty in the world. And a lot of people attribute that 
to the breakdown of the family unit. Now, Nick took these kids uh, away from his family, away from their families, excuse me, in order to be able to train them in this very unique at the time academy type arrangement. How much of an effect did that have on the family dynamic as you saw it? Well, I mean, I was very lucky because I lived with a family. I did not live um, at Nick's house and I did not live in the hotel that he later bought. So I had a very sort of, um, I had a great setup, but, um, but it was hard. My parents, you know, bought another home down in Florida and they came down once a month to, to see me because I missed them, you know, and, and I look back on it and I'm like, wow, that was a big deal. But, you know, on the flip side of that, you know, it taught me independence from a, a very young age and the discipline that, you know, carries on throughout my life, um, and into other areas. And, you know, a lot of kids, couldn't handle it. You know, it was tough. But um, at the end of the day, you know, anytime, you know, I get reconnected with, you know, friends from Nick's and tennis friends, I mean, we all talk about, you know, the great experiences that we had. I mean, it's mostly funny stories and and how hard we worked and, you know, what a great time and how lucky we were to, to be in a situation like that. I mean, through all of that, magic happened and and there were great players that came out of that period i mean jimmy arias was there right after i got there and carling bassett and kathleen horvath and paul anacone and pablo araya and i mean that was just in the early days you know and um and so you know it, it was almost like a you know making this great souffle when when you really didn't know what you were doing uh, and you probably wouldn't make it again but it all came together perfectly and it started um a craze almost and a trend of like wow let's get all these players together and then the buzz was out they go to Knicks go to Knicks and you know it was just it, it was a, an exciting time and um certainly a, in a, a very prosperous time for American tennis as well before I let you go Anne, and I'm really excited to see the film just from what little clips I've seen but without going full on spoiler alert here what do you think that people will be most surprised by that when they sit down and it's like, you got to see this film, if for no other reason than, than what? Um, well, I, I think it's very real. And I, that was, you know, as a former player and, and wanting to do this, I wanted to make it very authentic and real um, because the majority of the tennis films that I've seen, you know, are not that authentic, I guess is the word. Um, with the exception of Venus Versus, which I thought was great, and, and Ava DeVernay, the director who did that, did a phenomenal job with that. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of Venus Williams and everything that she's done for women's tennis. But regarding this film, I mean, I, I think for that era and for what Nick did and, and also how Nick really, um, he owns it, you know, and that's what you, you know, we all make mistakes and I think he, realizes that and he owns it and um and he's okay with that and and he moves on and he's a you know an incredible man that that you know touched a lot of lives and helped a lot of kids um whether they became you know top tennis professionals or not and he still continues to do that and um you know and I, i just hope that that people um enjoy the film and we wanted to make something that really hopefully stands the test of time for that era of tennis and you know when nick really was um dominating 
you know, speaking for those of us that grew up in that very same era, I appreciate you making a film. And I know many of us uh, that grew up as tennis players are looking forward to uh, a nostalgic look back on on the life and times of the one of a kind. Nick Terry. Our guest today on KickServeRadio.com has been Ann White, and she is one of the executive producers of Love Means Zero, and you'll be able to catch it this month uh, in June on Showtime, and I'm sure it'll air quite a few times, and I look forward to seeing it. And thanks so much for taking the time. Congratulations uh, that this project has finally come to fruition, and we're all very excited to see it, and, and great job, and thank you. Thank you, Andy.